it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome everybody to F1 Nation. The show is coming to you from the heart of the Bahrain Grand Prix paddock just hours after the season opening Grand Prix, which of course Red Bull dominated. Max Verstappen takes victory, a Red Bull 1-2. They will take some beating this year. Yes. Please welcome back to the Formula One podium, Fernando Alonso, who weaves across the line. What you have done, guys. I'm so proud of you. Max, your first win in Bahrain, it was the perfect way to kick off 2023. You delivered what you'd been threatening to do in testing. You must be delighted. Yeah, I mean, um, it was a really good race. Um, has been a, a great start for us, for the, for the whole team, you know. So uh, this is not something we, uh, we are used to. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we are very happy at the moment. But, um, yeah, we always uh, keep working. And will this stunning pace that we've seen today translate elsewhere to Saudi, for example? Uh, well, Saudi is quite a, a different track to, um, to this one. You have a lot more like straights, fast corners and uh, a lot less deck. And I think here we were particularly good on, on the deck. Um, so I do expect, uh, in terms of race space, that everyone is closer in, in Jadayam. Fernando, coming to you, podium number 99 of your career, your first podium here in Bahrain since you won in 2010 just how sweet is this moment for you it is it is obviously um, yeah a perfect start uh, for this project um, we didn't expect to be that competitive I think uh, the aim in 2023 was uh, you know getting the mix in the midfield maybe leading that midfield and get close to the top three teams eventually uh, but even a podium maybe was not in the radar uh, in 2023 and and we found ourselves uh, second best car to, today in Bahrain or, or the whole weekend like just behind Red Bull. So this is um, yeah a little bit of a surprise but we are extremely proud, happy um, with the job done at Silverstone in the factory. Uh, so big congratulations to everyone. Let's, let's enjoy this moment and uh, build from here hopefully a, a good 2023 campaign and, and get closer and closer to the, to the top guys. So are you having to reset your expectations for the rest of this season, given what's happened today and this weekend? Let's see. I think, uh, like, you know, I have the same feeling from testing, like, too good to be true. And you are always expecting that something, you know, will, will get, um, you will get a step back and you will get back to reality. But... Uh, it seems real, you know, the performance. And uh, let's see, in, in Jeddah, I'm curious to go to Jeddah and Australia, very different circuits. I think Max touched on uh, before, high speed corners, very little degradation. I think in Bahrain, we were strong in, in, in things that maybe we don't find in Jeddah and Australia. So if we are strong in the next two races, I think we will have a very good 2023. There is so much to discuss and break down Myself, Tom Clarkson, and Natalie Pinker managed to catch up with Lance Stroll, Mike Crack, Yuki Sonoda, Adrian Newey, Logan Sargent, 
Mark Janay and Mick Schumacher after this first race of the season. Let's talk Red Bull, first and second. They obviously look so good in testing. And then a few kind of question marks in the practice sessions. The car wasn't quite balanced. Different track conditions, different ambient temperature conditions and perhaps a few concerns creeping in because you never want to go in as the favourite, do you? Because potential disappointment sets in. But I thought they were brilliant today and I thought that um, Max just handled everything incredibly well and it never looked in doubt. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think the only issue they've had was the one lap performance of the car. And I'm not sure how much one lap running they did during testing. You know, lots and lots of long running. You want to get the miles on the car. So you, you're doing reliability running in testing. You're, you know, and the races are won on Sunday, aren't they? When it's all about long running. And so that's what we saw them do during testing. And I think they perhaps went, they took the fuel out and, and were doing some quali sims here on Friday. They were like, oh, this isn't quite performing as we were expecting. So they weren't totally happy with the one lap pace of the car, but then today it went straight back to where they were in testing. Max completely relaxed after the race. I'm sure he was in the pen with you, Nat, certainly in the press conference. He was just sad. He sat cross-legged and uh, he did also say a lovely thing about Fernando Alonso. He said, after the tough years he's had, I'm really delighted to have Fernando Alonso up there fighting for wins and, and doing the job. Joined now by Adrian Newey, who has got a wide smile on his face, and rightly so, because after all the anticipation, hype and build-up, you delivered, normal service has resumed, Red Bull 1-2, which, by the way... Wasn't normal last this no, time last year. No, it wasn't. I know, no. I'm, I'm correcting myself, because I couldn't believe that Max has never won at the circuit until today. No, I mean, uh, last year was a proper mare for us, that's for sure. I think it's um, the first... I think Bahrain was uh, sorry. Two, two eleven was the last time he won the first race. So it's uh, end of a long dry spell in that sense. I mean, it's um, you know a test went well for us. We thought we had a competitive car. FP one, I must admit, that kind of wiped the smile off us a bit because we had a few problems and and the boys reacted really well. We had quite a, a long evening on Friday night with getting over those problems. Were they problems you hadn't experienced in testing? They were sort of new to the car? Yes, they were. Uh, there was an unexpected problem on, on the car from a reliability point of view on Friday, which meant some extra work. Uh, you know, because the bottom line is, for all teams, obviously, you've got a kind of little splash around, um, 50k splash around, and, and then three days of testing. So it, it really isn't very much. And it's amazing just how reliable the cars, the grid has been. Um, given that lack of testing, but yeah, was something caused us out on Friday. Uh, the car wasn't behaving quite the same as we expected it to do. The conditions seem to have changed slightly, so it uh, might have looked smooth on the outside, but uh, it was the duck underneath, <laughs> underneath the water on Friday and Saturday. But also, what a brilliant car. It doesn't seem possible, but you seem to have taken a big step forward from the end of last year. Um, you know, this year's car is clearly a, a close evolution of last year's, but we we had a, a good detailed look, tried to be critical of its weaknesses, try to improve on those um, in lots of small ways. And, and on a sample of one, that seems to work reasonably well, because it is a sample of one. This circuit is very 
it has some peculiarities to it so um, we need to be careful to keep our feet in the ground and keep pushing. Now we're going to let you go because the team have just rushed past you for the team photos so enjoy it, congratulations. Thank you. Make great relief I must admit I to get the first one under, under the belt. Thank you very Fantastic. much. Really good job by you guys and you're going to get you so covered much. in sticky, what is it? It's it's rose water here isn't a, it? Yes and a bleep mixed in with a little bit of Red Bull. Of course, yeah why not? <laughs> sure they do. Well, well it's, uh, just such an impressive performance by them. I mean, I know he says it's a sample of one, but uh, everything is pointing towards Red Bull being, you know, really, really dominant. Uh, Max Verstappen driving beautifully. Checo Perez just one tenth behind him in qualifying. He and I reminded Checo. up the start, didn't he? Well, he did. And actually, he said, whilst he made a, a decent enough recovery, just losing that time behind Charles put pay to any chance he had of winning the race. He actually believed he could have won the race had it not been um, for the poor start. But I did remind him of that astonishingly good pole lap in Saudi last time out. So his eyes lit up at the thought True. of going his, back there. His one and only pole position in Formula One. Yeah, but, and then know. of course he lost out to the safety car, do you remember? Yeah. And uh, he really wants to, yeah, put well, that right. But although Checo had to finish second to his teammate uh, this weekend, I feel he he's confident about what the future holds. I think there were moments last year when his head dropped because he just couldn't get a lap time out of it. The car was a bit too loose at the rear for him, whereas this seems to be a car that both of them can drive. So, you know, if it does turn into a, you know, a Red Bull show, I think we could seriously get two drivers battling away at the front, you know, and then throw in a bit of Alonso, throw in a bit of Ferrari, which I'm sure will happen on occasion as well. And 2023 Formula One, Natalie Pinkham oh. is going to be mega it and, is good uh, to be back Charles Leclerc is coming to a stop oh come on what happened guys no power Charles Leclerc retires from the opening Grand Prix of the year we're speaking slightly hushed tones because we've actually just come to Ferrari it's the sort of first place we've stumbled oh, across I know and what a difference a year makes hey what do you remember when we were here this time last year we sat and down it was with absolutely buzzing yep. after their one two yep. and you can kind of feel the tumbleweed it's a very somber atmosphere I mean okay signs finished where he started P4 how gutting that Charles Leclerc not only did he DNF but he actually was never on for the win in the first place and there was a moment in that race when Ferrari were a second a lap slower than Red Bull, weren't they? But let's just quickly catch up with Mark Janet, who is uh, the test driver here at Ferrari. And Natalie and I were just saying, Mark, what a difference a year makes. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, last year we started very well and we didn't finish very well. So I hope, I hope this, this trend that the winner of that Grand Prix has never won the championship is the case, although it's going to be difficult. But... Uh, you know, we, we've improved in some areas. I think the car was fast. Uh, we could have had pole position really in Bahrain, but yeah, reliability, which was something completely unexpected. Really, we were not expecting that. And then, of course, uh, the tyre management, which is something we knew it was going to be a hard point for us. You say you weren't expecting the reliability issue, but elements were changed on Charles' car before the race. So perhaps there was you know, a bit of concern going into it? We think not. It was the batteries we changed, and it's like the it's the combustion engine. Looks like the failure comes from the combustion engine. But why change those elements? We saw something, some numbers, let's say, but it's like battery. No, we we are quite sure it has nothing to do with what we change. It was more like precaution thing we change, and we we are, we are quite sure that it has nothing to do with what happened to Charles. What was interesting to me as well um, was the fact that 
it felt that you conceded the fact that a podium was the best you were going to get because you went on more conservative tyre choice towards the end of the race. Did you go into it feeling that a win was out of reach? Yes, yeah. for us a podium would have been a very good result. Unfortunately that's what we have today. And honestly it was looking good. Uh, even at some point Charles was keeping with the soft compound, which was the compound we were expecting the worst for us, you know, Charles was quite strong. Then we put the hard compound, we were expecting it to be the good compound for us and we were nowhere, you know. So didn't, what we saw in the pre-season testing, didn't, we didn't see it today on the, on, the, on the tires. We were aiming for the podium and I think Charles would eventually have got it, not, not with a margin, but I think he would have had up the pace. But uh, so it was very disappointing to miss out both for Charles and then of course for Carlos. And do you think that podium would have come about because of the tyre strategy in qualifying yesterday? You know, not doing that second run in Q3 gave him those new tyres that got him ahead of Checo at the start, didn't it? I think so. I think Ferrari has been brave today. We even did like a double pit stop, you know, so I think Ferrari is being brave and creative. The tie allowed him to overtake Checo and pull, pull away from Checo, in a way, you know. So I think what, what Ferrari did yesterday, which is, was quite a brave move, I think today, okay, the result doesn't show it, but I think up to the first pit stop, it was the right choice. One concern was the bouncing at the end that Carlos talked about. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true, he had... It's a bit of a strange one, that. Yeah, it, it wasn't like the, the, the purposing that we've seen in the past, but he had some, some bouncing, it's true. It was a bit annoying because that's something that annoys the driver. So yeah, that's something I'm sure they're going to have, they're going to look at, yes. Look, final one from us. What do you make of the pace of Red Bull? You know, it could be it's quite track dependent. One, another strong point for Ferrari is we are very fast on the straight. You know, I mean, you could see we managed to defend from Aston, from Mercedes, you know, even when they were opening DRS. In the past, Ferrari was very weak on that respect. So that's a track rear tyre, you know, it's a very spe specific track, you know. For me, Jeddah is very important because it's a high-speed track. I think our car should be very strong there. That's my personal feeling. But yeah, Red Bull, you know, on, on qualifying, we can beat them. I'm quite sure even Charles could have gotten pole. But the tyre degradation is, is unbelievable. And I'm sure today they were managing it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, we know they're hard to beat, but it's just started you know it's the only the first of the 23 you know yeah, so it's still a long way to go 22 to go all right well look, mark thank you very much for your time best of luck uh, in jeddah thank next time so out safe travels he always speaks so well doesn't he what a lovely man well he's been at ferrari since 2004 so he's seen the good times yeah. the schumacher era he's seen the bad times and i really feel that ferrari are rebuilding under fred vasseur that decision not to go for that final lap of qualifying with Charles Leclerc on Saturday was a very brave one. It got him into the podium position today. And I think we're going to see Ferrari be aggressive. As Mark said, double stacking for their pit stops. Yeah, it's you're all... right. It was decisive. And I think that was what was lacking last year. I suppose the concern, though, is that they thought they'd make great strides with reliability. And then we had this DNF which kind of had echoes of 2019. Do you remember in 2019 yeah. when he was on for the win and then it didn't happen? And then, and then last year benefiting from the DNF for the Red Bulls. And it's a strange track for him. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. He's making the move, Sainz is nearly driving him off the road, but Fernando Alonso is onto the podium once again in Formula One. What a debut he is having with Aston Martin. Yes, bye-bye. So we've made our way down to Aston Martin, who I think really, the buzz is about you guys after this race, really. Yes, Red Bull were brilliant, very dominant. We're used to that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are used to that, <laughs> but you exactly. Are, you but are the story of the weekend. And, and this is team principal Mike Crack. Look, Mike, great weekend, but also this points to a decent season, doesn't it? Yes, great weekend. Uh, the season we have to see how it goes, um, because this is obviously a, 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 a bit of a special track also, we should not forget. Uh, uh, we have m- a lot of different characteristics on the ones to come, so uh, it's important to keep the head down, uh, celebrate today. But uh, from tomorrow, we have to really prepare this seriously, how it continues. But it is, it is certainly true that we have made uh, a step that we wanted to make. And uh, I think we have a better car and a better package. Uh, and obviously, I look more forward now than I did 12 months ago. <laughs> look, how much of a relief is it to deliver on the promise you were showing in testing? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is not as easy as you might imagine. You know, you, there, the, 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 there is a high risk of making mistakes in qualifying, losing a car in Q1 or losing a car in Q2 because you try to be over greedy, saving tires and stuff like that. And then on the race, there can be go, going wrong a lot of things. We saw lap one, uh, you have pit stops uh, or you get trapped into an undercut of another team, you know, and then you run out of tires. So I think there was a lot of possibilities to make mistakes, but uh, as a team, we managed to not make them today. And I think this helped us to, to achieve the result that we did. We heard quite a stirring speech from Lawrence on uh, Sky tonight. And was I didn't hear to it. Tears. It was beautiful. It was great. You know, he's absolutely got his eyes on the prize for within a five-year period um, it feels though as if it's come quicker than even he probably expected in terms of this podium would you agree yeah but also we mustn't forget you know last year we had really we, you know we did not really progress when you look at uh, I think uh, the first Aston Martin year we were P7 uh, last year we were P7 so you cannot call that progress can you so uh, I think it's time to make progress uh, we now managed to make it uh, uh, but there's still a long road uh, ahead of us. If you see how far we were away from the, the race winner, it's still a lot of, a lot of a big distance. Second fastest car this weekend, Mike. I'm going to put a more positive spin on it than that. When you think where you were last year, I think it's a phenomenal jump forward. I agree. It's a big jump forward. Phenomenal. Um, that would have been if we won the race. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is a, a very good step that we have made. Uh, but also you said first race of the, of the year, you know, I think we need to wait two, three, four races to really see uh, how big the step is. But I think we can say that we made one. 
And what difference does this result make just to the ambience in the team, the atmosphere back in Silverstone, just the shot in the arm, I guess, that it's going to give you? Yeah, I mean, uh, you said already about the bus. You know, we had the bus also already before coming here or, or you know, over the last months, it was really, you could feel it, that things were really progressing, that things are positive. And uh, we, we have a fantastic team, to be honest, and everybody gives 100% all the time. And uh, there is, I'm sure I'm, I will get more reports or more analysis reports uh, in two, three hours or midnight tonight, because there is still some people uh, working flat out at this point to do even better next time. Can you allow yourself one little cheeky drink tonight, maybe let your hair down, a little party? Let's see. Ah, uh, that's a yes! Well done. And, and so you should. A very, very popular result today. Well done. Thank you for your time. Many congratulations. And what an assured team leader Fernando Alonso is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a really good dynamic. Do you know one thing that did occur to me, though? I wonder how Seb's feeling watching on. God. I mean... Penny for your thoughts, oh. Seb. Penny for your thoughts. I mean, I'm sure, actually, knowing Seb as we do, he will be just very proud and pleased for them. He'll it, be delighted. And actually, There must be part of him that's thinking, oh, that would have been nice to... But I think he knew what was coming. One of the heroes of today's race was undoubtedly Lance Stroll. Two broken wrists, a broken toe, and yet he somehow managed to bring his car home in sixth place. It was a phenomenal effort. Lance... How's the body? How's the body feeling? Oh. Yeah, it's good. It's not that you said you were in pain in the pen. Come on. Yeah, I've, I've been better. It's going to be a little sore in the morning, but it... Uh... It's all worth it for some good points. I mean, absolutely Herculean effort from him. And, and Fernando called you his hero. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're just, it's just a great day. Great day for the whole team, Aston Martin, everyone back at the factory that worked so hard to build this car. It's a pleasure to drive and a great way to start the season. We're already looking forward to Jeddah. Well, hey, Lance, talk us through the last two weeks, right? You have an accident, you think, have an accident yeah. right? But then what happened next? So I, I don't think anyone can really like. Have you ever experienced imagine. anything? No, yet? it was the most insane two weeks of my life. So I fell off my bike, um, and I went down really hard. Um, and I knew right away, like I was just broken. Like I knew right away, both wrists were crushed, and my toe. I only realized my toe at the end of the day because I was so focused on my wrists. And I had like a 30-minute walk back a 20 minute walk back from where I crashed on my bike to the car because we were riding through the forest and I was just my whole world was just crumbling in front of me because I was already thinking like I'm probably gonna miss a few races maybe Australia like just all those thoughts going through your head and like horrible timing you know four days before the leaving for the test or even less I mean two days and four days before being in the car um, so the whole world is just crumbling in front of me and then uh, Got to the hospital, x-rays, uh, broken wrist on the right side. Um, they didn't see it right away on the left side. Um, and I didn't even check my toe because I was so focused on my wrist, but it was, my toe was killing me. So I thought probably fractured my toe as well. Um, and then they came back to me 20 minutes later and they said, so I just got wrapped in my cast on the right side. Um, and they said, you need to get surgery. But I was holding off on my surgery because uh, I wasn't sure who I was going to do it, which doctor. They wanted to do it right there. Uh, I was in Malaga, but I said, no, 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 before I do the surgery, I need to make sure it's, you know, it's the right doctor. So I waited. Um, and then they came back to me 20 minutes later, right when I got my right cast done, and said, oh, you broke your two bones in your left wrist as well. So then I got, I was back in the room doing a cast on my left wrist. 
Um, walked out of the hospital with two slings and couldn't move my hands, couldn't move my wrists. Um, and flew straight to Barcelona, who, uh, because I have a friend that put me in touch with this doctor there who has done a lot of MotoGP riders and specializes in hands and wrists. And I thought, like, you know, if I go see him, I'm already close to Barcelona. That's going to give me the best chance to get back in the car as quickly as possible. Sent, uh, the x-ray images to my friend who sent it to this doctor in Spain and the doctor in Spain said come see me tomorrow Sunday morning 9 a.m. I'll book the surgery room for Monday he checked both my wrists said yeah you got three fractures one in your right wrist which needs surgery to get done as quickly as possible and then two in your left wrist and then I told him of my toe I said my toe's killing me he took my shoe off was gushing blood and he said uh, I'll let me, let's x-ray that too and he said, yeah, you got a fraction in your toe as well, which there's nothing we can do about. So, <laughs> so, I was, so he said, okay, come back in 24 hours, Monday morning, we're going to do surgery on your right wrist. Um, and so he did that surgery on my right wrist and then put me in a cast on the left wrist. He said, we're going to mobilize you for two weeks to four weeks on the left wrist, but we don't know how long it's going to take the right wrist, hoping, you know, Bahrain, you'll start to get some movement, you'll maybe be able to drive. And then the toe is going to just take time, stay off it kind of thing. So I spent my whole week uh, during testing from Monday post-surgery and then slept in the hospital Sunday night, Monday night uh, in the hospital with my mom who was unbelievable. She was by my side the whole time in the hospital. Um, and then watching testing from my room, my hotel room in Barcelona um, and didn't think uh, I was going to be able to be in the car anytime soon. I couldn't move. I was so far from being fit to drive. I was just with my, my osteopath, Henry, 10 hours a day doing rehab, trying to get back into it. Um, and it still just felt so impossible watching the test. And then suddenly this past week, like Monday, Tuesday, I was like, maybe I can start to feel a little bit more movement. And then Wednesday even more. And I was like, I was in the sim Wednesday and it hurt like hell. But I was like, okay, hey, by the time I get there Friday for FP1, maybe I'll be able to do it. Like it's only gonna get better and better every day. And the doctor, checked me out on uh, Tuesday night in Barcelona. That was the last day I spent in Barcelona. He said, yeah, I'm happy with the right wrist. The surgery looks stable. The left wrist, the fractures look like they're, they're, they're healthy enough to go racing. So it's just about, and the toe, I mean, it's just about pain tolerance, but I'm not worried about you hurting your wrist more kind of thing. So I was like, okay, I'm screwed. I'm just gonna go try. Managed to get in the car on, on Friday. And anyways, it was a great life experience. Makes for a great dinner story. Don't want to ever have it again. Do you know what? I've actually broken, I've broken both my arms five times. I'm yeah. so accident prone. It yeah. did not take me. I mean, I was in plaster for eight weeks. Yeah. I, I, I'm so impressed with what you've no, done. It's, I mean, it's just thanks to the whole medical team, the, the doctor in Spain, yeah. Dr. Mir, my osteopath, the people, you know, Rob back in the UK. There's so many people helping me out. Yeah, so. but hang on a minute. There's a yeah. lot going on up here you and in your heart. Yeah. You, up top. And how much did it hold you back in the race? I mean, are you are you in massive pain now? Yeah, I was in pain. Um, I think, you know, missing testing, being in pain, just trusting my wrists, you know, like catching snaps and stuff. It doesn't give me the confidence to fully push the car 100% because that stuff is still difficult. Um, but I think missing testing too didn't help and all those things. It's a phenomenal story. Very well done to you, Lance. Massively impressed. Thanks. Great job. Helps having a great car as well, right? Cheers. Thank you. What an incredible story. I know. And do you know what? Fernando pointed it out to me in the pen. Well, you know, reading between the lines, this is what he was saying, that Lance has had his critics over the years. People jump to that lazy assumption that he is only where he is because of his dad. Now, of course, his dad's had a huge influence on his career. 
And of course, that has made a big difference in the trajectory of his career, but he's quick. And this weekend has proved that he's also incredibly tenacious. Yeah, and so it proves how much he wants it. Exactly right. It? it really exactly. does. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hamilton with a tough result. P5 is his worst finish at this configuration of circuit since he was fifth in 2013. Guys, man, man, great work over these two weeks. I know we're not where we want to be, but let's keep pushing. we got some serious work to do to close the gap, but I believe in you all, so let's keep going, bro. We've strolled down the paddock, and we're now with Mercedes and their third and reserve driver, Mick Schumacher. Mick, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, hello. Thank you. Tell us about your first weekend with Mercedes. Well, it's, it's been very uh, enlightening, if I can say that. It's been very interesting for me to see, I think, racing from a different perspective. Obviously, I have never really encountered this side of it. Um, a lot that I could already you know, take, take on board. Uh, hopefully, a lot that I'll be able to use in the future. Now look, you've just come out of the debrief, haven't you, after the race. Um, what's the mood in the camp? Um, I think that everybody's keeping the positivity high. Everybody's trying to uh, really also focus onto the onto the positives um, and uh, really looking ahead to, to hopefully turning things around soon. Do you know what, in the pen afterwards, I felt that Lewis was ebullient, actually much more upbeat than I thought he might be. He also made up a couple of places. George, though, didn't seem as happy. Um, he seemed more frustrated. Lewis was talking about, you know, the fact that the team were in the fight. And when I put that to George, he was like, yeah, but in the fight for what? <laughs> but, he, but I suppose Lewis enjoyed a great little tussle with Fernando, which was sort of reminiscent of old. What's your overall feeling as to where this team is at the moment? Well, I think in general, Mercedes has always proven to be one of the best teams to kind of bring upgrades and turn things around. And, um, and therefore, I think, yeah, Lewis can be upbeat and uh, positive um, and I, I'm a strong believer into the team otherwise I, I probably wouldn't have you know chosen this uh, this direction and I mean uh, just also seeing how Toto works uh, in his position is uh, is quite incredible and um, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see how the next few weeks are going to look because I'm sure it's gonna you know be very enlightening for me um, to obviously they're in a, in a in a spot where they don't really want to be because they've they're used to a lot, lot more, but um, yeah, the work definitely hasn't stopped and is, uh, is going to properly start now. Now look, you've been in the simulator a lot back in Brackley in the UK, haven't you? What can you tell us about this car? Well, I mean, uh, in, in some ways it's it's definitely feels great for me because, you know, I come from uh, from a car obviously which has been quite difficult uh, to, to drive. Um, and, and to jump into a simulator which is pretty accurate and, and pretty close to, um, I would say, reality, it's really been good to have that feeling, to be also able to try out a few different things in the simulator. From what the drivers say, it's really not too far away. I know that you will have been gutted to lose your seat at Haas, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, this could be exactly the move that your career needed. To come into a team like Mercedes, I feel like it's a really good fit. 
you for them and them for you. And actually, I've heard a few whispers that people are sniffing around to give you a drive next year. Is that true? Maybe you know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you know, I think that obviously I'm a racing driver. I always will be a racing driver. So what is my aim? I want to drive, right? So, um, but nonetheless, it has been already great to be able to learn from such great people, but also people that have been working with my dad in the past. So obviously there is this kind of connection. And I mean, I was, I was with the team when I was 12, uh, 13 years old in the debris, listening to, to them work and to be back in the debris with them now, it's, uh, it's definitely um, interesting because I understand a lot more. And yeah, hopefully I'll be able to take a lot of that with me to wherever my future brings me, hopefully in F1. So Shove, Bono, Ron, Meadows, they're all guys who work with, with the old man, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. You're learning a lot and it's really positive, but as you say, you are a racing driver. How tough has it been today of all times to just watch 20 guys out there that hasn't included you? Very, I've been sat on this <laughs> stool there with my hands in my arms and just yeah. felt like uh, the day was never gonna end because I just wanted to, to jump into a car. But it's also, you know, it's, it's another factor which proves to me and to myself that I really, really want this, you know, and um, it, it shows that I'm not okay with not being in the car. And do you see this, this has to be a, a one year pit stop as a third driver and then bounce back in 24? It's even longer in the pits than Lando was today. <laughs> a one year pit stop. I don't know what, what the future brings. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult to say. Um, you know, I, I feel very much at home uh, at Mercedes. And, uh, and therefore, yeah, definitely have to have to see what options I have for the upcoming season. But yeah, also, I guess a, a lot will, a lot of that will be, you know, kind of shown as the year goes by. OK, so a lot of people listening to this are going to, can Mercedes bounce back in Jeddah? It's a very different track, high speed. Do you think the characteristics of this car will suit Jeddah a little bit better? Difficult to say. Um, I mean, the. The Red Bull just looks super, super dominant. It looked really simple out there in some ways for, for Max and, and Checo. I don't think that there's reason to believe they will be at, at their pace, but hopefully we'll be uh, a bit closer, not as far as here. It's lovely to see you, and for what it's worth, we think you're a brilliant asset to this grid, so I really hope that you do find a drive going forward. We're all pushing for that. Thanks, Mick. Thank you for Mick, your time. Thank you. Do you know what? The irony, TC, is that he could actually take real heart from the man that replaced him at Haas. Because if ever there was a story of someone that can come back after time out of the sport, it's Nico Hulkenberg, who, by the way, had a really difficult race today and um, had that damage after some contact with the Alpine that really put paid to many chances of staying in the points because, of course, he qualified P10. But I think the Haas can be really encouraged by the fact that they've got decent quality pace. They've just got to work out what on earth is happening with their race trim. Yeah, completely agree. And I think Hulkenberg has just slipped straight back into this paddock. It's like, you know, three years out is a long time. But that's what I mean It feels about like he's not Mick. been away. That's yeah. what I mean. It's, you know, these, these, as we well know, time flies in this sport. And as long as you can just keep your toe in, keep your interest in, keep your fitness up, you don't lose your talent, do you? No, not not at all. And and Mick uh, is gonna do he's gonna do those nighttime uh, sim sessions. So when we get back to Europe, he's gonna be staying in Brackley on the Friday. He's gonna uh, go on the sim after second practice, put loads of different 
set up changes through the sim and then fly out first thing on Saturday uh, to a Grand Prix weekend. So while we might think, oh, third driver, he hasn't got much on his plate, uh, he's going to be really busy and uh, he's going to know more uh, about that W14 than the race drivers because he's going to be doing hours and hours driving what is a very accurate simulation uh, of that car. Which all will be great for his uh, career in the long run. Well, we're going past McLaren now. Whoa, what a weekend for oh. them. I mean, we didn't anticipate that it would be a strong one, but I don't think anyone could have predicted how tough it was going to be. Poor old Oscar, you know, really tough quality for him yesterday and then to, to not even see the chequered flag in his debut race must be tough. But look, we've said it many times, it is a very, very long season. Um, I was impressed at Lando's tenacity, never given attitude five pit stops yeah, yeah. my goodness but um i think these reliability problems will be a real concern to them sure. um, and, and the lack of performance on top of that but it was interesting that they prioritized getting some miles under their belt today yeah. over yeah. reliability because obviously they weren't going to finish in the points with that many pit stops and you might have thought why not uh, save the engine, save all the bits, because yeah, everything's so wonder. limited. But I think it's all about trying to find some performance in that car, isn't it? And um, so that's why they sent him out time and time again. And, and But even though, do you know what, Nat, I take, uh, I take some heart from Norris's performance in qualifying. Yeah. Uh, P11 is something that they, uh, I think, weren't expecting. And Oscar was half a second off or so. Yeah. But I think... He said he made a mistake on his final lap, but I do believe that Oscar will go toe-to-toe -to -toe yeah. with, with Lando later in the year. Yeah, when he's quite possibly. And um, there were moments in the race, because Lando stuck at it, where they showed some pace. I mean, albeit a lap down. But, you know, look, I mean, maybe I'm clutching at straws slightly here, but the guys at Woking are so determined to get back to the top. And you just feel that they've got so much talent there that it's only a matter of time. And I think everyone who's struggling in Formula One at the minute will take some heart from what's going on at Aston Martin, actually. Absolutely. P7, P7 in the Constructors' Championship last year, and look what you can do. 95% of that car is new this year. It takes and a they, lot of cash, though, TC. Well, it's, well yeah, you say that, well, but, everyone, but every, pretty much everyone now is running on the cost cap. So yeah. it's, it's allocation of resources. So, OK, it? so it's and about being smart with yeah. your investment. Yes, and actually that's something that you can say for them in their various iterations through the years they've been very good at, is actually being clever about the use of budget. Yeah, and, and actually I think we are seeing a closer field this year, Red Bull aside. I think Red Bull do seem to have uh, a gap on everybody, but I think behind them it is really close this year. So it will give the better drivers a chance to shine. And mm. someone like Lando Norris, someone like Oscar Piastri when he's up to speed, will get the opportunity to make some moves and, uh, and, and finish in the point. So all is not lost for the Papaya fans out there, albeit probably the most difficult race weekend of anybody this weekend. Although I, I do think that they came into this weekend not expecting a huge amount. And ironically, given that this is their home race, this has been a track that has perplexed them and they've struggled at in the past. So the top 10 looks like this. Max Verstappen took his first win here in Bahrain in the 36th of his Formula One career with 
Sergio Perez, his Red Bull teammate, coming home in second place. Fernando Alonso in the Aston Martin came third, the 99th podium of his Formula One career. Carlos Sainz was fourth, the only Ferrari to make it to the chequered flag, with Lewis Hamilton in fifth and Lance Stroll sixth. George Russell was seventh, Valtteri Bottas eighth in the Alfa Romeo. Pierre Gasly made it from 20th to 9th, with Alex Albon in the Williams rounding out the top 10. In the Constructors' Championship, Red Bull Racing have already taken a commanding lead. They're 20 points ahead of Aston Martin in second, with Mercedes seven points further back in third. Ferrari a fourth, Alfa Romeo a fifth, Alpine a sixth, and Williams are seventh with one point. Alfa Tauri are eighth, in ninth are Haas, and McLaren are tenth. There were three rookies in the field today, and the first one home was Williams's Logan Sargent in 12th place. It was a phenomenal effort by him. He's looking very happy as he stands next to us now. Logan, let's have a really quick word with you on your debut. You're getting high fives all around because actually it was a really strong weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, I think as a whole, uh, the team in general, we, we outperformed what we expected in testing. It was a, it was a solid day. Um, and yeah, I couldn't have asked for much more, to be honest. It's more than a solid day. I, I think you've, do, you've had a phenomenal debut. Yeah, I think the only, the only place I sort of let myself down a little bit was missing out on Q2. Uh, I would have liked to have had that one back, get another go at it. But to be honest, as a whole, I'm really happy with it. It's a great place to work from going forward. And um, yeah, I'm, really, I'm looking forward to Saudi. What is the biggest thing you've learned this weekend? Well, it might sound silly, but just the fact that I am capable of... Um, you know, driving and competing with the guys at the highest level of the sport. Obviously, operationally, uh, there's there's loads I've learned, worked on the starts, stop in boxes, pit stops, pit entries, pit exits, um, you know, even, even overtaking uh, in that race today. So there was a lot we learned. Um, tire management was key. And, um, you know, I think we just really did well at managing everything today. Do you have time to enjoy it? Yeah, I loved every second of it, to <laughs> be honest. So good. That's so good. It was probably one of my most enjoyed races ever. That's so. brilliant. Well, well done. Thank We're you really very proud much. Well done. I well appreciate done. it. Thank well you. Done. See you the next one. Thanks, Logan. Yuki, uh, Yuki, Yuki. Hey, Yuki, before we get on to this race weekend, yep. I heard that you and Natalie were hanging out together over the winter. Is that is that true? Yuki's my hero. Very true. Listen, what goes we, on we, tour stays on tour, right? It was really, really yeah, nice, actually. It was nice. That was, was amazing. Nice. We had fun. We went to quite a cool party in Dubai. Obviously, no alcohol was consumed. Of we course. were very grown up and professional. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Yuki, you've been training really hard. You've got Michael was, Italiano I, I, with I, you now, and that's Daniel Ricardo, that's Daniel's old trainer, yep. and also, you know, one of his best friends from school. So, um, how much of a difference is that making? Well. Um, he's not doing anything. <laughs> Are you listening, Mike? You're doing it all. You're doing it all. But just uh, in terms of your mindset coming into yeah. this season, I feel like, yeah. I don't know, maybe you just feel a bit freer. And I, I, It's good that he, he has you know, experience in Formula 1 um, with Daniel from, since from 2018. Um, I, could, I, I have more you know, experience from him, uh, what Daniel was doing and you know, how he was acting in the whatever, you know, outside racing, inside racing, and that helps me as well. Relationship with him is like, we get along so well, actually, uh, immediately, what I didn't expect. So it's just good, always having fun, um, laugh in, uh, anywhere. Yeah. Actually also with Noel, previous trainer as well, but it's a bit different uh, kind of love as well, but it's just, it's just good. 
Do you know Australians what? are just different, aren't well, they? Well, no, but I'll tell you something. I think this can make a massive difference because being a racing driver can be quite an isolated experience. Yeah. You know, travelling the world, it's really important to have an ally, like someone in your camp that really cares and has, has always got your back. This weekend, it was really important for you to... You're obviously established within the team, but almost assert yourself over your new teammate because, you know, everyone's raving about the fact that he yeah. scored points on his debut. It was really important for you, personally, to out-qualify him and be better placed. I mean, obviously, you weren't in the points, but I felt like the points were within touching distance. You so nearly oh, got them today. so frustrating. Yeah. I mean... But it was a good performance all round, really, from you. Yeah, it was, definitely. I'm, I'm happy with my performance itself uh, from since from three practices. Um, consistently able to drive quite good. Um, yeah, like I said, like like you said, just really, really close. He ended up, uh, you know, close with the points. I'm good friends with him, Alex, as well. But, you know, like... As soon as after cross the finish line, I literally wanted to. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say here, but like you know, like uh, overtake like crazy because he always put away in the main straight, which is the main difference between Alfatari and uh, Williams that he they put away his main straights so much. But uh, but yeah, I think. Um, in the end, he did a really good job. Uh, it was really fun actually to drive with, together with him, but, but it was really close and so frustrating. So you close to points. You. I'm sure they'll come. They'll yeah, come very they soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I couldn't. Look, oh, yeah, definitely. I think I just continue like this, and uh, it's a shame that the first time actually I lost the. I, I didn't score points in Bahrain. I know, Bahrain. right? He's got a great run of yeah so, performances good here. Good point. Yeah. So yeah, next time uh, Saudi. Yeah. Very It'll different come race track. I'm sure you'll go well there. Yuki, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Yuki. Really Great good to, to see chat. you. Thank you. He does look in good shape. And as you say, that was an important weekend for him because yeah. Nick DeVries, great racing driver, Formula E world champion. And yet, you know, Yuki came in and... and uh, yeah, he held his nerve and held his own. So, two weeks time. Jeddah. Yes. Fastest street track I've ever seen. Uh, they made a few changes. We're going to have uh, Martin Whitaker who is the boss of that track on the show next week. But for now, TC, as we tap out of the paddock and out of the Bahrain International Circuit for another year, thank you and goodbye. Now, F1 Fantasy is up and running and we have an F1 Nation team. It's called F1 Nation Racing and our two constructors for the first race were Red Bull and Aston Martin. We chose well, didn't we? And our drivers were Max Verstappen and Fernando Alonso. Then the rookies, Oscar Piastri, Logan Sargent and Nick De Vries. Verstappen came home P1, Alonso P3, two out of the three places on the podium. I think we can be pleased with that. Very sadly, Piastri had a problem with his gearbox and the electrics on the steering wheel, so he didn't make it to the end. And Logan Sargent gained four places to come home in P12, with Nick De Vries 14th, gaining five places from his grid position. So not a bad first race of the season for our race team. And if you'd like to play F1 Fantasy, it is totally free. Just search online for F1 Fantasy to sign up, then choose your constructors and drivers using a $100 million budget, and you can join our league to compete against the podcast team and other listeners. Search for the F1 Nation World Championship to join. We'll take a look at how the league stands next week and decide how we're going to change our team, if at all, for the Saudi Grand Prix. 
Before we go, please get your questions in for Ask the Nation. We've now seen the first race and get your questions in to the team at Ask the Nation. Record them as a voice note and email them to f1nation at f1.com. We love answering your questions and we are one community here at F1 Nation. So please get them in and we'll do our best to answer them from next week. But for now, race one here in Bahrain is done. It was a phenomenal weekend. In fact, it's been a phenomenal two weeks if you were here for testing as well as I was. But we move on to the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix in two weeks' time. There's a lot of work for the teams to do before then, but we will be back next week with, of course, our Saudi Grand Prix preview. But for now, F1 Nation is produced by Formula One and Audioboom Studios. Thanks for listening.